This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Reversal is in the books. That means fantasy football season is in full swing. I thought this would be a great opportunity to kind of set some ground rules for the 2023 fantasy football season. And what better guest to welcome to the show to do that than Faraz Siddiqui, host of the Upper Hand Fantasy Football Podcast. Faraz, how you doing today, my friend? Doing great. Doing great. I'm excited. Fantasy season is here. We're almost at week one. I can't wait. Preseason action, you know. I like the preseason because it tells us a lot of what to expect in the regular season. I think I over, I, uh, I value preseason a lot. I know a lot of people don't, but I like it. And uh, so I'm excited. I watched the Dolphins game, you know, with the starters especially. So I'm, I'm really – I'm excited for that offense, man. Oh, yeah. There, there's so many pieces that can really win you a league. And, and, I mean, it's that time of the month too, I think, where you think of the idea of we've had our dynasty leagues, we've been doing best ball for four months, but I still feel like redraft is at the heart of fantasy football just for the, uh, you know, just grinding it out, reading all summer, like you said, talking about those preseason games. Uh, but before we get into all that fun stuff, would you mind telling us a little about yourself and what you guys are doing over at uh, Upper Hand Fantasy? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we put out content, um, you know, as much as possible, really, like around, around fantasy football. Our main goal is to really differentiate what matters for fantasy, the stats that matter, the efficiency metrics that matter for fantasy and talk about that. Right. Because it actually correlates to fantasy mm-hmm. success. We try to we try to remove as much noise as possible. Right. So, you know, our goal is just to help you win. So we put out most of our content over on Instagram at Upper Hand Fantasy. We have the Upper Hand Fantasy podcast as well. We've had a bunch of beat reporters on recently. Uh, we have a bunch of other beat reporters coming on over the next couple of weeks as well. So, so we have a lot. We're trying to get as much insider knowledge as possible, you know, with all these teams to just to give people, like, I, I guess you could say, at the upper hand, right? So that's yeah. that's really what that's really what we're trying. You see what I did there? That's, <laughs> that's really that's really what we're trying to do. That's what we're about. You must be neck deep in data, and you know when you sit down and you say, "All right, it's time to do a fantasy football draft." Uh, Let's just use a standard redraft. Is there a spot that you instantly jump your eyes to hoping that is where you're going to land in that first round specifically, I guess I should ask? Yeah, you know, I, I do like landing one of those early studs, you know, like mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill. So, like, you know, those first, like, four spots I like. And then I kind of try to avoid the middle. And then I think, you know, seven, eighth pick around there, like in a 12-team draft, for example, like I'm I'm relatively happy with that range because i kind of like how my drafts end up 
you know, I do, I did probably, I don't know how many best ball drafts, how many mock drafts, like on sleeper and all these other apps. Right. So ESPN, Yahoo, I've, I've done it on all of them and all of them are a little different. Right. So, you know, if you do have your fantasy draft coming up, I would recommend mock drafting on your particular platform. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at, like kind of that seven, eight spot for the most part. If I read between the lines a little bit, does that mean uh, you're kind of shifting away from maybe a Travis Kelsey? That's someone who's right in that range. I wanted to get your thoughts because um, <laughs> I've actually, I, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds with this, but back-to-back champion Travis Kelsey was a big reason why for two straight years. But yeah. it seems like we're starting to reach a point where tight end, the field's opening up a little bit. I go back to TJ Hawkinson uh, joining the Vikings and how he was able to open things up. You see a couple of these big slots going early in the uh, you know April draft. So what are your thoughts yeah. on the tight end position and if it's starting to open up a little bit? It, it man, it, it probably is because Kelsey's 34 years old, right? The mm-hmm. wheels are going to come off at some point. It's just a matter of he's going to be taken high as uh, as long as he's doing it, and there's going to be a, a season where we're all drafting him in the first round, and he ends up busting because you know the wheels do end up coming off, right? So it's going to happen. Are you willing to take that jump once again with Kelsey? I personally am. I think it's worth the risk early on because the 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 tight end. You know, the tight end is was one particular position that if you can get that type of positional advantage that Kelsey gives you, it, it's huge, right? And like you said, back to back champions, ch- championships that you had, he was a huge reason, man. If you look at the data, I would say a far majority of champions last year did have Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. on their team. Okay. So and that's why he's being drafted so high among all these other elite, you know, running backs and wide receivers. I kind of like to compare this to the game Minesweeper. When you're going through those first three rounds, is there's just maybe one or two guys you always look at and you just cannot select just because you – maybe it's not even just them not having that ceiling. Just you see how your draft falls, and it just makes things maybe a little awkward for you. Yeah, kind of. You know, it, early on, it was Breeze Hall for me. Uh, you know, I couldn't take him that early just because of the fact that he was coming off the ACL injury. I usually try not to target running backs – you know, who are coming off the ACL injury. But now, obviously, we know that Dalvin Cook, some of the Dolphins, you know, allegedly were trying to sign, uh, you know, and now he's probably going to be falling out of the top three rounds at this point, right? So, and that's fine. I think he might become a value at some point. I'm avoiding it for the most part, but he was somebody uh, that I was, you know, particularly avoiding for the most part. Now, when when Cooper Cup, you know, had that injury right early on in the preseason and training camp. I was avoiding him in the first couple of picks. Mm-hmm. Now I'm okay drafting him, but I kind of lean towards someone like Tyreek Hill potentially who, you know, I was taking Cooper Cup over Hill before, but, you know, just to be a little bit safer, I might want to go Cooper Cup. If you want to be really safe, you go Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs, you know, over someone like that, just so that you don't avoid that that you know you have the, your the ability to grab a, a a serious stud in the first round you don't want to mess that up right obviously cooper cup has that upside but you know he's somebody that you know could mess things up like a ton for you if you are somebody who wants to avoid risk a little bit the other guy was um derrick henry right similar to travis kelsey except like i fully trust travis kelsey right but derrick henry he's not going to be on a good offense he is way above the threshold when it comes to carries when it comes to age it's one of those things where i'm just not willing to you know take the risk on him listen he proves me wrong every single year right he's an anomaly he he's the king right It, it is what it is but there's so many other studs that i could be taking at his spot 
and a few guys who are being drafted after him that I kind of like more than him. Mm-hmm. But that first round pick, it's also nice to have that safe floor. I mean, if you want that first round yeah. receiver and then it's just out of your pocket, like it fell out of a hole. I mean, that just hurts your team so much. I got to ask you about the Dolphins and it's been tough to be a Dolphins fan. We've never been awful. We've never been great. We've always been in the hunt. And when you're in the hunt, you never have a chance to get a high draft pick and draft these star players. Now it seems like the Dolphins have a few premier fantasy football uh, players here, whether you want to go Tyreek in the first, Waddle in the second. I mean, I could even argue that the running backs have a little bit of value. Is there someone on the Dolphins that you think you have to have if you see him maybe in you know within six spots of yourself? Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You know, it's funny, man. Like Tyreek Hill, you know, he's an easy first round pick for me, early first round even. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, man, the, the guy that I've been drafting the most, and you might be a little surprised, is Jeff Wilson. Jeff Ooh. Wilson is somebody right. that I've been taking with my last round pick in almost every single best ball draft that I've been doing. He's going way too late. Uh, he's been going after Raheem Mostert, and that's fine. He's been going way, obviously, way after Devon A. Chain, right? Devon A. Chain mm-hmm. is the first Dolphins running back being drafted in fantasy fantasy leagues and understandably so you know early round pick i i get i get all that we'll talk about preseason usage at some point i guess but uh, you know that that's that's a different conversation but jeff wilson i think is somebody who's going to be involved regardless right he wasn't Mm -hmm. active either of the first two preseason games uh you know that seems to me like he is somebody that they really want to you know feature uh at, at least as a 1b if not the 1a in this offense, you know, whether Devon A-Chain ends up being in that rotation, that remains to be seen yet because we haven't seen it. He hasn't played with the starters yet, and now he has a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm sure you probably already talked about that on this podcast, but at the end of the day, man, like I think Jeff Wilson is going to get the – the. this is a good offense. I think he's going to get the goal line carries, right? And I think that he's going to be involved regardless. He was low-key good last year. Mm-hmm. Like explosive plays, like he was actually – up there right and this offense you know this outside zone scheme this 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 is going to you know for these type of running backs like this type of scheme like coming from that 49ers scheme and mike mcdaniel's like he's just a master at that right like Mm -hmm. that's his game so i just think that jeff wilson is going to be somebody who i'm taking all the time like whenever Mm -hmm. i see him he's being drafted way too late he's going to be very involved and i think he's going to be a, a steal this year as long as he stays healthy that's the key it seems like for all these guys right you got to add that if they stay healthy that's always the most important (laughs) thing and the Dolphins have such a unique roster because the volume of the offense is just so strictly funneled towards Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill Uh, but you're losing two guys in Mike Gesicki Trent Sherfield that's still 100 targets right there that are up for grabs I like the idea of Jeff Wilson just because I think that's where some of those pass attempts are going to go if you see how the Dolphins are working this offseason they are definitely running the ball a little bit more so do you see Raheem Mostert kind of as that um, – is it that you just see Jeff Wilson has a better opportunity or just the dominoes are going to fall in a specific way where, based on where you're picking him, uh, Jeff Wilson is just going to allow you to get better opportunities? Does that does that make sense? It's, yeah, there's a few reasons why I'm going Jeff Wilson over Raheem Mostert. Number one, age. right? Raheem mm-hmm. Mostert is an old guy. Number two, 
he has never carried a big workload in the NFL, right? He he's he's very very injury prone, and he's older now. And if you look at his career log, like he has not surpassed, like I think he surpassed 100 carries once, or maybe never, something like that. I think it, it was, it was last year with the Dolphins was the first time. Was the first time, right? And at 30 years old, so that tells you what you need, what you need to know. And they just drafted a running back who I think has a little bit of an overlapping skill set with Raheem Mostert. Like you saw. AJ, before he got hurt, before A-Chain, like, the way that he sprung through that hole, dude, like, you know, that's Raheem Mostert. That's what Raheem Mostert does. So are they really going to try to have a three-headed backfield back there, right? Like, I don't know if they will, right? It's possible. But I just think that in today's NFL, you know, a two running back, you know, when you have a a few running backs healthy, you want to go with two running backs, you know, two guys that could, you know, continue to gain momentum throughout a game. Uh, Jeff Wilson also is the bigger back between the two. And I think that he'll end up getting number one, he'll end up getting goal line carries more often than Raheem Mostert. And number two, if you look at last season, when both guys were healthy, Jeff Wilson out carried Raheem Mostert in most of those games. Mm-hmm. It's always an interesting note to bring up. And th- there's the one game, the, the Cleveland Browns game, where I think Wilson went over a hundred yards. Uh, but outside of that, it kind of felt like the Dolphins offense was, was sputtering out of control and they were just trying to find something that stuck because while Wilson was the lead back, I think they still really struggled to get anything going on the ground. Uh, Faraz Siddiqui, Upper Hand Fantasy Football Podcast. Go check them out everywhere. I have one last question for you, man. Uh, ninth, tenth round, you see one name, one face that's just been staring at you for two rounds. Who will you not let go of once you reach those later rounds? Who's that sleeper you're going to be you know, running around the entire field saying, this is why I won the league? James Cook is going in the ninth round. He has been this entire offseason. You probably won't be able to get him in the ninth round anymore, hopefully not for these couple of preseason games. People are talking about him a little bit more. I'm willing to grab him as early as the fifth round. Okay, that's how good I think James Cook's going to be this year, and his usage is lining up to coincide with a with a big finish this year. So James Cook is somebody that I'm going after at all times. In 10-team leagues, I think you can still grab him around that spot, um, and he's somebody that I will not let go. If he's still in the eighth round in your league, guys, just, just go grab him. You hear that, Dolphin fans? Swallow your pride. Just do it. <laughs> Take the, the Bills running back, and you'll be happy. Uh, hey, uh, Jake, be, before we go, I, I have to admit something, Jake. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm a Jets fan. Oh no. Oh, I have no. infiltrated I have infiltrated your podcast. And you're against and, Brees Hall. And, and you were yeah. you were a negative Brees Listen, Hall guy. I like, I, I, I try to be ob- as objective as possible, right? That's my that's that's how I, I like to roll. Uh so I'm glad you couldn't tell. I'm glad you couldn't tell. <laughs> that's how you know it's a true professional. Hey, can I get one more Jets question out of you that yeah, is for sure. just been so interesting? I mean, uh this that team stacked, right? That you we're under the impression you're only a quarterback away. So you go out and you spend 35 plus mil a year to go and get Aaron Rodgers and you take that shot. Does it kind of feel like you're losing sight of a plan when you also have to bring in an $8 million running back to that same backfield? It kind of, I don't want to say maddeny, and there's a very good chance this can work. Delvin Cook is awesome, but it just kind of seemed to me like, Hey, we, we have Aaron Rodgers to leave this backfield. I do wonder if another position could use that money instead of, you know, again, building towards that backfield. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's always better money. The money's always better spent somewhere else but the running back room. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that, right? Like running backs, you know, they shouldn't be getting paid that much. It's just the type of world we live in right now with the NFL. There are other running backs on the market you could potentially have brought in. However, Brees Hall is coming off the ACL injury. He's young. 
They don't want to overwork him. And I think because of that, I think that is a great reason. And I don't know if that is the reason. Mm-hmm. I would assume and I hope it is. And I hope it's not Aaron Rodgers just being GM here. And I hope that's not the case. And I know that is the thought of a lot of people. It might be true. I don't know. However, I do think this is this is a great move because of the fact that we don't want to ruin Brees Hall. Right. Saquon Barkley came out his rookie year went absolutely bananas, right? Came back in the following year. They rushed him back a little bit. He ended up, you know, getting hurt again. Great point. You know, we know we know what happened there, and he's hasn't been the same since. You know, just he just hasn't. And he's really, really good for fantasy. Like he's great, but he's just not that guy he was his rookie year. I don't want that to happen to Brees Hall. He's young, bring in a veteran, take a lot of the workload away away from him, but also bring in somebody who can compliment him uh, really, really well. The one-two punch, maybe one of the best one-two punches in the league, you know, in in the NFL. And now really try to, you know, chase that ring. You know, that's really what we're going, trying to do for the first time ever as a Jets fan. So we'll see. (laughs) August 21st, we have found it. We found the coolest Jets fan. We're happy to have him on the podcast. You can come back anytime. Uh, Faraz Siddiqui, Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Please go hit that subscribe button. Uh, Thank you so much, man, for joining us. Best of luck this season and uh, go Dolphins. All right, I appreciate that, Jake. I don't know if I can go that far, but uh, good luck to your Dolphins this year. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man.